What up, folks? Welcome to an episode of Dabbling and Dribbling. We're really excited for you to be here. But as always, we want to make sure that you are following us on all of our social media platforms, whether it be on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Check us out. We always post. We really love for you to hear us. And also subscribe to us uh, on wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it be Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and um, SoundCloud. SoundCloud. That's right. Um, This is our 70th episode, which is kind of wild that we've been committed to this 70 times. Mm -hmm. Super cool. I've been here for all of them. Me too. That's kind of wild. Um, So uh, we kind of dive into, what's the first thing we talk about? Oh, we definitely talk about um, tattoos on faces. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Talk about some swords. Talk about some 69s. Yes. And immigration. And immigration. (laughs) Yeah. That was also part of that conversation. That was part of the conversation. Um, Because that was homeboy 21 Savage. Right. Yeah. Immigration issues with him. Right. That was that was concerning. Yes, super and, concerning. How everything's kind of playing out. With and a that. new take on immigration. Uh, what do you call them? ICE agents. Yeah. Doing their duties. Yes. Due diligence. Yeah. So that's that's a thing. It's a developing story. Then we dive into uh, some blackface and Ku Klux Klan's. Um, specifically wearing that as costumes for Halloween. Just to keep it light. Yeah, just to keep it a light. We, this is a light episode. It was, it was, it was, it was really feathery. We only talked about that because it was in the governor of Virginia's yearbook mm, mm-hmm. from med school. Who's a Democrat. Who is a Dem. And Which we just shows stupid doesn't doesn't land one way or another. It can say, it's, we can all can be dumb. It's bipartisan. Yeah. It's, it's independent. Stupid, <laughs> stupid stupid is bipartisan for sure. Um actually that should be the title of our cast. Stupid is bipartisan. If you're reading this, you've already read the title of our cast. <laughs> um and then we go into the Super Bowl and the GOAT conversation. Um as far as Michael Jordan versus Tom Brady. The Super Bowl happened, y'all. Yeah. It was boring. <laughs> And then our dribbling section, um, we dive into uh, the reserves for the All-Star game and then into LeBron being back, the Lakers and the AD trade. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like one big thing mm-hmm. and cap space. It, there's just a lot going mm-hmm. on. I can't wait. Yeah. Um, oh, free the, agency deadlines. Yeah. The deadline is in three days. Tra- so trade we will, deadline. Is yeah. Trade deadline. Yeah. So we will see what comes of all of this. Ooh, so and our dope people, it was serious stuff. For both of our dope people, I yeah. think. And I think it's super cool. Sil- serious and resilient. A- Amen to that. Boom. I'm into it. So why don't we get right into this podcast, this episode. Check it out, folks. Love it. What up, folks? Welcome to another episode of Dabbling Dribbling with Alex and Bri. Hey. It is episode number 70. I'm really excited for this episode. There's lots to talk about. But before we begin, merch. How's your day? How are you doing? I'm good. My shoulder's sore. Why? What did you do? I played basketball, a uh, pickup for the first time in probably five months. Oh, wow. That's actually, it's been a while for you. It's been a minute. Yeah. And I, I got out there and I, my only goal was to walk into the gym uh-huh. and just dribble a little bit, shoot some shots, right. just warm up. And I started doing that. I started doing it more and I just kept It's like riding know. a bike. It just felt Well, yeah, my shot was falling. I was getting a little sweat beads on my forehead. Oh, okay. And okay. I was shooting at about a sixty percent clip mm-hmm. from beyond the arc. And I was like, you know, you know, these Ooh, okay. these figures these figures remember this. Ooh. Watch out now. All right, Steph Curry. And then on the other court, some guys were running four on four full court. Mm -hmm. And the little kid in me was like, oh, but you're not ready. You're not ready. You haven't played in a while. You're not going to get out there and like shoot up some bricks. I said, you know what? 
do something every day that scares you. I'm a little afraid, so I'm going to go play. Right. And I, I got on the next team, running. And uh, you know what? I hit my first three shots for a total of... Swish, swish, swish. Swish, swish. I hit two mid-range jumpers and a three. <gasps> they Ooh. fell. All nothing but net. And I, I just, you know, when I hit it, internally, I was like, I can't believe you made that. <laughs> but externally, I look like I planned that. <laughs> you know? And I just, you know, tried it back. We lost by two. It doesn't matter. We lost by two. It was a close game, and my other teammate uh, helped carry the weight. I went a little bit ice cold toward the end there, but you know, I did it my happens. due diligence. It happens. It's not all about the offense. You got to play the defense, too. Absolutely. Lockdown. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So my shoulder's sore because I'm on that Kobe status. Mm-hmm. You know, I got to ice it and mm-hmm, do it because mm-hmm. I was just, you know. Just hogging the ball. Clip, clip, clip. <laughs> uh, what about you? Uh, I'm good. I uh, took the day off today. And did some me things. I um, renewed my uh, New York Public Library library yes, card. I got to do that. Really easy to Was do. Was it hard? Did they I make literally you do just stuff? went to. They just need like uh, whatever your current address is, like so yeah. on your driver's license or a bill. And they had my card. Like I had my card. Mm-hmm. They renewed it. It was mm-hmm. done within two seconds. And then I went to the DMV, just because I haven't changed the address on my license since i moved a year and a half ago so mm. i did that and then does that matter why does that matter it's helpful like when i like when you go to the like renew your library card and things like that it needs to your current address it just i just like having my current address on my All driver's right. license it's just it matches with everything else in my mm-hmm. you know like bills and things like that so it's just nice to have okay, okay. so i've it, and uh yeah I and mean, i did some like shopping that i needed to get done and shopping always stresses me out. Like shopping, clothes shopping. Oh right, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Stress, you're stressed from the choices, the myriad of choices. Choices. I don't particularly enjoy it, and I'm still not like over the fact that I'm a one digit size. And I'm like, I I double checked. Mm. I went to different stores. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I've definitely dropped. Three or four sizes. Cool, 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 cool. Um, still didn't buy a single thing because I was like not there. I was some, just like not there at some all. Blockage. Yeah, that this blockage has been existing for like six months. All I'm right. still wearing clothes that don't fit me. Well, friend, you're doing the work. You deserve the you know, the spoils of, of that work. I look for very the, ugly right now with my faces that I just made at you. <laughs> I was like, ah. uh, for the people out there like me who don't understand women's sizes, can right. you try to explain why women's sizes are one number? Um, because they are. I mean, I don't know the answer to that. question. I don't know what the number means. Uh, like, if someone's an eight, what is what is what does that mean in relation like to the body? Their size in their in their waist area is an eight eight what is the metric there isn't i think it's like a metric to like if you're like a 30 something you're an eight or something like that so if you're a 30 inch waist you're an eight well then why don't they just say 30 inches i don't know because because men's pants (laughs) are made i'm gonna say this we'll go we'll go uh sexist here Mm -hmm. We make our pants logically. I can't touch you. Because <laughs> you measure your waist, and that's your size, and you measure your inseam, and that's your size. Makes sense. It makes sense to me, too. Because I remember I went, I, I never knew men's sizes until I went shopping with you, like, four years ago. Mm. And, like, you were looking for, like, I think it was, like, 
3232. Yeah, you were looking for 3232 and we couldn't find something and then I was looking for it for you. It was mm-hmm. it was like a weird it was like a weird day that we went shopping for you and I was just like, hey, I'll help you." Cuz I don't want to you were looking for what? I don't even think it was khakis. You were looking for something. I'm sure black jeans. I think it was black jeans you were looking for. The old navy uh, slim fit flex black mm-hmm. jeans. No, and we went to the Gap Gap Men's too. Oh yeah. I don't know why we went there. Anyway, and that's when I was just like, "Why is it 32?" And then you explained it to me. I'm just like, "That makes so much sense. Yeah. Why don't we do that for women?" When we used to shop when I was a kid, and my mom would go shopping, Dad would try to help. And I would like pseudo help. Right. Be the assistant but you both to the would assistant. be. Yeah. Well, he's he was much more attentive and better at it than I was. Mm-hmm. Good Because my brain was trying to comprehend like what sizes meant. Right. I was like, well, she's well, a six aver- over here. She's eight the, over I think here. the like, average oh. women's size or like what's is like a size 12 is mm. like considered average. Like Marilyn Monroe was a size 12. Okay. And, so I, I don't know. And like size 12 can mean different things, right? Like, like. It can mean size twelve up here. It can mean up in the waist, With your chest, like, waist. Like yeah, it could mean a bunch of different things. Well, that's why women are always trying stuff on, right? Right. Yeah, we just you know what? And I've never understood why the line was so long at women's stores. Now I understand, <laughs> right? Because you know. I may be a certain size at Old Navy and Gap and Banana Republic because they're like one conglomerate, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I'll be a different size in Express and a different size in like, but somewhere relatively the same. It's just really weird. I just, yeah, I, I don't agree with it, and someone should ask me my opinion on this, and we should set the record straight. I, what's your opinion on this, Alex? My opinion is we should start using a metric system that works for either the metric system or our metric of measurement, like which inches. is inches. Right. Yeah. If we just stick again, with again, I don't disagree with you on any of this. I'm so upset. But either way. I have a mental blockage of being a single digit size because I feel like I've been a double digit size most of my life and now to say that i'm a size eight you earned it is yeah. i'm sure i earned no it's not you'll get there this you'll is get not there. A, this is not a like pity party for bry thing like this is not a fishing for compliments thing this is literally like society has effed my brain mm. and like life has effed my brain to be like you don't deserve to be that size it's like but i do and like yeah. You know, and I'm just like, well, it's still a little tight for me. It's because I have a booty. And like that, you know, oh, like, it. you know, I'm yeah. like, oh, it's a thing. But other than that, My it was a good day. My baby don't want no. Wait. If you got, got buns, buns, huh? <laughs> I don't know how the beat goes. But speaking of moving, you mm-hmm. mentioned moving uh, and changing your address. Yes. I heard a, you just made me think of a recent episode of the Dollop podcast. Yeah. They talked about moving day. Have you heard of this in New York history? What's moving day? Since until about 1940 something, Uh for over 180 years, Mm -hmm. New York. Do you know how a lot of leases start on May 1st? Yeah. That was because that was moving day in New York City where everyone had to move on May 1st. Like if they were planning on moving, they move on May 1st. Nah. Wait, why does everyone have to move? Because that's what they did. That's stupid. This is stupid. Everybody did it. And it was like amazing. every single human. Every human did in it from New York the time City. they got to New York City. Moved around. Right. Uh, and then it became so much a thing that schools declared it a holiday. Because all kids were like moving on moving day. So that on May 1st, funny. everyone was off school. And so that's how movers became a thing. 
and that's how landlord rents got raised mm-hmm. at certain t- like all the things landlord lease movers that's a moving day thing it all stems from may 1st new york why you're like this, this? Amazing. why are you like this like, eventually we got over it as you know so right. people were allowed to and preferred to stay where they are which is what we do now yeah which is like you know but like one if year you leases, like your two year leases yeah. yeah but even if you didn't even if you liked your place you still had to move you still had to move that is, that's dumb I, i'm like that's dumb and not even like a, you had to move it was a cultural thing it was so it was so funny that some people because it was so fashionable mm-hmm. if they liked where they lived and the culture was starting to shift that way they would close their curtains on move-in day so no one would see them not moving mm-hmm. so they while well, everybody else is in the street moving around their stuff and just in chaos between 9 a.m and 3 p.m mm-hmm. everybody moves to a new place for right. six hours if you were just one of those people who decided to opt out of move-in day, mm-hmm. one of the rare people, the shame of not participating in move-in day mm-hmm. caused some people to close their curtains because they didn't want to be seen not moving. Wow, that's so interesting. But And weird. And, and still, I mean, you say to yourself, but then wouldn't they have seen you in the house the next day right. still be there? It doesn't there? make any okay. sense. But that's just the thing. Anyway, that's what that made me think of. I encourage people to uh, research moving day. It is a fascinating topic. That's weird. Anywho. Speaking of fascinating topics. Do you want to talk about 21 Savage being detained by ICE in Atlanta? Ooh. So 21 Savage, which I'm, you look perplexed, is a, is a oh, rapper, a I musician. Know, I know that. Um, used to date Amber Rose. No, you can't just say that because that's like fifty people. Wow. I don't even know. Wow, <laughs> wow. There was Kanye. There was uh, Wiz. There was and Twenty One Savage. Wait, was Twenty One Savage before Wiz? After Wiz. After Wiz. Mm-hmm. Wait, it was the they most were... recent one. Twenty One okay. Savage is the most recent one. Okay, okay. She's now dating, I think, somebody else. But yeah, or maybe yeah. she's not dating anyone. I don't know. Five. Okay. Anyway, so Twenty One Savage was arrested, was detained, and arre- arrested and detained by ICE in Atlanta and he was in Atlanta because obviously Super Bowl is happening and it was in Atlanta this weekend um, and he was detained by ICE before being in this country unauthorized he is an illegal un- nope no one can be illegal he's an undocumented person do living. people know that? Um, did, did, a lot of people on the conservative end of the spectrum mm-hmm. still call it illegal and even some in the left. No. I mean, did you know 21 Savage was undocumented? I did not. Did anyone know that? I don't think anyone did. Uh, but what you later find out that um, he was born and raised in the UK and he came here in like 2004, maybe, mm-hmm. and just never left. He came with a visiting visa and never left. So when we think about, you know, people from outside of the country taking our jobs, you know, we shouldn't be thinking about the people in the south of the border. We should also be thinking about the black Londoners that come to the States. With swords tattooed in their forehead. Right. And again, I'm not making light of this. This is like super serious and um, really interesting because it's it's looking at undocumentation in a different light. Um, I know of many people in the Desi community, in the East Asian, South Asian community, Middle Eastern communities that have that are, you know, not undocumented folks because they came here with a visiting visa and they just never bought a ticket to go back. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, That's essentially what 21 Savage is doing. Um, There's it's still a developing situation. Um, I just love how Cardi B and Nikki 
I'm even saying this, even Nicki Minaj is reading Tommy Laren, you know, that blonde girl from the, from the right. Oh, yes. Yes, Tommy. I love Tommy. What a joy. Yeah, she's just a... She's American spirit incarnate. I love her. You mean Satan? I mean, tomatoes, tomatoes, whatever you're going to call it. I call it something else. It's the same. You know, America, Satan, same thing. Um, She tweeted something about like, you know, I have all these ICE agents ready to deport you, blah, blah, blah. My ancestors did find find America. And it's just like, oh, my God. My ancestors did find America. Yeah. I don't. What does that mean? Exactly. My ancestors. So like, like, so Cardi B and Nikki were both are like we are going to come after you because you are like a piece of actual garbage. You are so fascinated by our culture because you continue to talk about black people, black culture, all these different things. Cause Tommy Lauren was essentially making fun of 21 Savage. Um, and so Nikki, I think Nikki was just like, you don't know shit and you don't know anything about anything. And are, did you, did your ancestors find this country? No. Are you native American? No. Um, and my ancestors did find this country. Like you, oh, okay, it makes sense now. Yeah, and, I get what and, she's and then Tommy responds Jesus. like, "My my ancestors did." It's just like, oh my god, Jesus. your understanding of America um, oh. of, of what America is is so convoluted. We and came just, over on a boat, and like we had buckles on our shoes. I can't. And we on had our a dinner. We had a dinner with the the <laughs> feather people. And they I, oh were like, God. they were like super into us. We were like, just, why, are, why are you so obsessed? I just want to say, if anyone only listened to what you just said right now in our podcast and nothing else, we would be shunned. Christopher Columbo was like <laughs> Columbo. so hot. And like so amazing. I, I, like, this is just the, uh, the, I'm fascinated by U.S. whiteness. Anybody who knows me talks yeah. to me. I think whiteness is fascinating. Right. I mean, it's half of who you are. So, yeah, you know. It's part of my identity. <laughs> I just think, it's, I just think said, it's interesting. As today, as you mentioned, that you are the whitest of all of our friends. Yeah. I took a, <laughs> we have a friend in town coming in that we, we love him to pieces and we don't see him Shout nearly out to enough. Nearly enough. So when he's in town, it could be at a moment's notice. He's like, hey, I'll be in tomorrow playing Lance. 555 I was like I will be on the tarmac at 554 <laughs> yeah we are very but, we would literally drop anything but, for Winston but in terms of the priority of people I am one of the few males and everybody else pretty much a woman of color and yeah. I'm like I know my place as the resident male and the most white of everyone <laughs> I will take the last seat <laughs> whatever I, that is and then I told you no me and you come as a package deal so like my woman of colorness helps you yeah, I appreciate in, the, it. in those moments it was very helpful <laughs> I, thank you for your now, generosity your, your, your blackness doesn't <laughs> right. but apparently my, my woman of colorness right, right. Does. it just puts me in neutral yeah that's oh, fine Jesus. just to cancel oh. everything out oh this is again we are not this terrible usually <laughs> I just want to say we are much more woke I promise uh, um, but Tom, we're woke Tommy Tommy you, you tell him Tommy and like, defend I, your ancestors and I think that's like it, <laughs> And, you know, white people be doing dumb things for a while. Yeah. Um, and, like, you know, whether it be, like, blackface, saying the N-word, right. or, like, oh. calling people, or and, and, and I'm not just saying white people, but also mm-hmm. just, like, derogatory terms in general, right? Um, and just, like, ideology mm. that is so convoluted and um, misinformed, right? Like, misinfo- right. like mis- mis- misinformed ideology, like... 
it's yeah, it's just the miseducation like, of uh, Americans. Yeah, this, this is. Lauren I mean, Hill. we're known <laughs> we're known for this. Yeah, this is what uh, people from abroad always say when an American shows up. It's like, oh, let me guess, this is your what first time traveling here, and you don't know any other languages besides English, right? And, and you uh, just expect all of us to just speak to you in right. English, and right? Blah, blah blah. It's like, yeah, it's what we're. The that's only how place we're known. that you should like expect everyone to be speaking English is London, and even that. Yeah, There's they so many different. They don't speak right English. <laughs> yeah, they speak British English. God, God, not English English. <laughs> really, they just sound so weird. You guys are funny. You, say, you, you guys sound funny. You sound you funny. Sound really weird. Oh my God. Uh, I really. She, our whole section. We need to cut all of this off. <laughs> yeah, it's problematic. <laughs> this is um, all problematic. We're uh, gonna not have jobs tomorrow. But I hope Twenty One Savage gets a. Uh, you know, I hope. Well, I don't know what I hope for, but I mean, I, mean, I hope he's okay because like. Yeah, Thinking about like ICE de- detention, I can only imagine is like complicated and you know, again they they're putting children in cages. So if they're doing it to children, what are they going to do to a black man with face tattoos? Well, I don't know. Well, I mean, Post Malone has is he? Are we sure about him? He's, he's got a lot of face tattoos. <laughs> he does. He's like transcending. His face is becoming. His face is he's, filling he's up like, with color. He's like six nine. Quick. Six nine is the yeah, other one. Six, that's, is his name six nine? I'm sure his name is something else, but like that's Oh, you call like, him that because he has a 69 artist. on his No, but that's forehead. his name. Like that's his like That's his artist name? Yeah. It's like 6 I X 9 I N E. I didn't know that. Was I was always asking people, what's that guy's name with the 69s on his arm and the 69 on it's his six forehead? Nine. It's just 69. He's a <laughs> yep. Remember our last episode? Remember our last episode? Remember our last episode? Yeah. I giggled. It's just so funny that he took a a boy a childhood like <laughs> giggle moment and he made it his entire persona. Hey, <laughs> and you 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 were annoyed with me when I when I go hehe <laughs> when you said sixty nine because I'm I thought, a child. I thought his name was something. I could only describe him as the guy with the sixty nine. And the answer is 69. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, these guys, uh, these white guys with all this color they're putting on their face, these tattoos. Speaking <laughs> of, mm-hmm. let's talk about the governor of, governor of Virginia. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so, all right. Let's um, do it. This, this gentleman, this square. The uh, square? This guy, the governor of Virginia is Mr. Ralph Northam. He's a Democrat. Oh. He's a Dem. Mm. And he can't. You thought it was going to go the other way. Uh, no, let's, let's. I have some thoughts, but finish finish the story. He. We'll, we'll start with. Uh, he's fifty nine. Mm-hmm. We'll start with it like this. Twenty sixteen, he came into office in Virginia. There's a bill that was on the docket very recently about abortion. Sure. He was going to reel back some of the restrictions around abortions in mm-hmm. Virginia. A lot of people, voters, constituents, Congress people, were a little bit uh, ruffled by this. Sure. And they said, Mr. Governor, we disagree. You're limiting the number of doctors that you need to authorize. He was going to take it down from, you used to, you would need three doctors currently in Virginia to authorize an abortion. Mm -hmm. He was going to repeal it down to one. Mm. And a couple other measures too, to just make it a little bit easier for people to go through that process. Mm -hmm. So this caused some uh, stirring. Sure. And as so happens, an image started to surface on the internet from his 1984 med school yearbook. Oh, he's a 
he's a he's a medical professional. He's a medical doc. Okay. okay Are you okay. looking up the picture? No, I'm not. Oh, okay. I know what the I know what uh, picture. I you've know seen what, it. I've seen the picture. Oh, okay. It's it's so in this yearbook photo, there's several pictures of him on the same page, and one of the photos is of a man. It's at a party, assuming a Halloween party, mm. and there's a man, a white guy, based on the eyes, mm. inside a clue. Ku Klux Klan, mm. Ku Klux Klan, yep. Ku Klux Klan, uh, KKK ensemble with mm-hmm. full hood and everything, robes to match. And the guy next to him is in solid, what I would call a solid coverage of blackface, mm. head to fingernails and wearing a kind of a Sambo kind of suit, a little Bojangles action with a straw hat, I'd say, mm-hmm. and some kind of fro afro thing happening underneath there, and clearly white, and he's just smiling, so teeth and eyes and stuff. So this came up on his yearbook page, and it surfaced, and people got mad. Of course. Because either he is the one in the hood or the one in the blackface. And both are terrible yeah. things. I mean, in case, what I mean, in terms of weight... They're the same. Yeah, no, hundred <laughs> percent. They're all just bottom, yes. bottom. Especially, especially these these white men. I'm surprised. That. There's there, I, there's a part of me as a as a contrarian mm-hmm. who likes to say, okay, they're both terrible, but which one would you rather cop to? Neither. 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 They're, it's they're like equally it's bad. like to me, it's like, do you want to be a murderer or a rapist? Both are terrible options. Yeah. Like, what? Do you want to be known as a murderer I almost, or a rapist? I almost, None of these. I, I almost took you uh, seriously on that. I was like, well, let's think about it. I'll just, I'll just say they're both bad. They're, they're both terrible. Bad. They're the worst. They are both they're the worst of the worst. Bad. So this, so this situation. That was if you actually chose, I think we would well, have ended our friendship. Is, would well, you, I really wanted. Let's consider shoplifter jaywalker. That's a little easier for me. Right. But that's not the point. So this, this, uh. So this photo is causing some problems. And then uh, with him being, people are calling for his resignation. Sure. He, his, his defense was he muddled through an explanation mm-hmm. saying, ah, yeah, about that. Shouldn't have. Not a good move. I am one of the guys in the photo. Didn't say which. Oh. I'm one of the guys in the photo. But then, but then wait. After that, and a day or two later, he said, you know, I, I, that's not me in those photos. Wait, he said that? <laughs> yeah. Is he dumb? Well, he said, y- you can't tell. That's, you know, I don't think that's me. So basically. How do you not for, like, I remember every Halloween costume I have ever done. It's, there isn't a lot, but I remember all of them. Well, there's a precedence here. This is a, this is a valid flip-flop. You mm-hmm. can do this. Sure. If you can't. Here's I guarantee you here's what someone said to him. One of his advisors said, Sir, I appreciate your candor in saying that it was you, but you didn't say which one. That's nice. But let me draw from the playbook of the 2016 election. Remember a time when one of the candidates was on a bus that you couldn't see him having locker room talk about the Miss America pageant? About grabbing, and then grabbing said, women by the pussy? It's, it's locker room talk. Mm. Oh, we were just having locker room talk. Mm. And then days later said, that wasn't me. Mm. They, mm. Oh, my voice? That wasn't my voice. Uh, you didn't see me on the bus. That wasn't me on the bus. Mm. 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 Yeah, so he did that. And frankly, with the hood on the face and the black face of a 1984 film camera, you really can't tell. You don't know. So it's definitely him, but he thinks we're stupid. 
<laughs> the guy who's the lieutenant governor behind him is a so, black man. Because he stepped down, right? Didn't no, he? he has not stepped down. Okay. He's still holding out. And some of his people in the Senate of Virginia are saying, I think he should step down. Sure. But I have a, I'm hard pressed to remove him. Because... Well, politics. I think it's just, I'll just okay. say politics. Sure. But the lieutenant governor is a black man who would succeed him in that position. Typically, yeah. Yes. On a conservative website, people have alleged uh, that the black man uh, who is lieutenant governor uh, sexually assaulted someone. So we're is just... Is it like actual allegations or is it... It's it's a conservative website, so I won't even, I won't say one way or the other because sure. I don't know the, the meat of that. But... Altogether, um, Virginia, got yourself a little conundrum on your hands. Might want to fix that. So, I when you originally was like, oh, you didn't think it was going to be a Democrat that did it. Um, I have like come to a place these past couple of months where I need folks, myself included, to stop thinking that people who are liberal thinkers, yeah. who are you know supposed to be the social justice warriors, the the people who are just like really smart about not smart, I don't want to say that, who are just a little bit more socially for, forward thinking or socially liberal, um, that they th- that they don't make mistakes and that they themselves are not racist yeah. or have racist tendencies or have done things that are racist. Well, he didn't say that he didn't say he was racist. He said 1984 was a different time. I'm not saying that it wasn't. And maybe in 1984, that was okay with a group of friends that you were with, Mm. you know, things of that nature. Mm. Like, it was okay Mm -hmm. at one point to say the F word Mm. very easily. Mm. Same thing with the N word for any person, right? Mm. And so, like, things change and times change. And I'm all about forgiveness and redemption and these kinds of things. But the way he's handling it makes it seem that it's more about just saving his ass than being like, okay, I messed up. Oh, yeah. So, like, to me, like, it just it just feels icky, so... I don't blame anyone for trying to save their job, but when no, it comes... No, 1,000%. Like, I would should. want to save my job, too. Yeah, you should. But when it comes to insulting it. people... Just own it. Here's what we need to figure out, white men. Oh, you're, you're, you're speaking on, be- on your white side? We. Got we. Got it. All I'm right. I'm speaking our language. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, <laughs> I'm not even going to bust into the Carlton Banks. <laughs> but... Uh, when we mess up something, we don't have, as a white man, you don't have the language mm. to talk around this a lot because you're not exposed to this way of thinking. It's a very nuanced way of talking about race in the 21st century. And if you're on board with the NPR crowd or the social justice websites like Everyday Feminist or something right. like that, you're probably more in the know of terminology, vocabulary ways of talking about this but if you're a white governor who Mm. grows up in the power circles of politics in a conservative state you when someone sees a picture of you in blackface because you were just having fun at a party and no one was offended by it because no one said anything to you about it then you don't know what to do when you're confronted with the notion of people saying hey you know you're a racist because you did this Mm. they're like but no one's ever called me racist before yeah and certainly this was a joke costume because it was halloween what's the problem he is completely about fun he's totally out of his depth so for that i appreciate at least the first apology was like wow i 1984 and i was younger and honestly was it was a mistake. He, what, Honestly, he, if he mm-hmm. like genuinely apologized like that, yeah, it wasn't. It would so, be fine. It was. Well, it would still. He would still have ramifications. Mm-hmm. He may still have to step down, but you yeah. would still have your integrity. Well, it's in like my a, in my it's in like my a, thoughts. a Kavanaugh situation. Similarly, 
I feel like his defense, well, he, he said, like, I didn't remember. But the fact that you try to dupe the American public by saying, I didn't drink in college when multiple everybody and their Everybody's mother. Everybody's telling you how, everyone's telling us that you. Were a booze hound? Yeah. Ooh, I haven't heard that that term in a long time. Uh, a <laughs> moonshiner. <laughs> uh, they, a guy, and everyone gives these statements. And you're like, oh, I didn't drink in college. Like, we're supposed. It's like, sir, what? The, the insult. It's like, the it's, insulting. It's of, like saying, like, like oh, I, I don't like Michael Jordan. What? Bryna doesn't like Michael Jordan? It's like saying. There's there's literally podcasts. There are 70 episodes that tell us that otherwise. It's just like, I don't think the sun is that bright. <laughs> just, the sky isn't it's, blue. It's not. You know, I, there's just some things that insult the intelligence. <laughs> It just boggles my mind. People really will do anything to save their ass. Yeah, I know. You got to find better explanations, though. <laughs> you got to think about better ways to do it other than just like, no, it, it wasn't what it looks like. It's mm. a photograph on my yearbook page. Right. With, <laughs> there's two people in the photo. Mm-hmm. Like, there's there's five photos on the page. Right. He's in each one of them with his car right. or something else or something funny. Everything's fine. And then there's a picture of two guys. One's in a hood. One's in blackface. Right. And he's like, I'm neither one of those guys. All these other pictures on this yearbook page are mine. But they just found these two random guys to put on my right. yearbook page. I know. So <laughs> dumb. Just like, please don't tell me one day that it's you and you're sorry. And the next day it wasn't you. It's just insulting to the intelligence. So I would rather. I mean, him I know step we, we as a as a um, as a co- community and society are dumb. Yeah, sure. I mean, groupthink is a problem. We are all just just dumb. However, well, be better there is, at trying to trick us. This is a classic uh, reminder of the Paula Dean mm. postulate, which says no matter. The internet has mm-hmm. made everything forever, right? Right. Anything you put on the internet lasts forever. Forever, ever. So now that you're in the public eye, for anything, it's documented. But older generations are now just learning this and coming into this. Right. So things like a yearbook that used to just be printed. Right. And a one-time thing from 1984. That's like 30-plus years ago. And he thought... Well, that'll never come up to bite me in the ass. Paula Dean said the N-word like 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. And then she lost her entire career. Yep. So it's the the takeaway is anything that you say now could be documented. Yes. Either in print or digital. Mm-hmm. And even if it's in print, it can still come into the digital sphere. Yep. It pulls everything in like a black hole. It's a vacuum. Of information, knowledge, and noise. Yep. And just anybody is susceptible to getting bit in the butt. Yep. So we'll see what the governor does. Uh, yeah, seriously. And got more ink on his face than sixty nine. Or Post Malone, or or any of the people that have choose to you know wear tattoos on their face. Um, last thing I wanted to touch on was the Super Bowl, which happened yesterday. I will say it was the most boring Super Bowl I have ever seen. The melodrama bowl. It was painful <laughs> how slow it was. I was like, Jesus Christ. 
please come. <laughs> please come and, and end this. So on the last podcast, I said I wasn't going to watch the Super Bowl. And you were lucky for it. Woo! I'll tell you why. I woke up and I looked at that score and it was the opposite of, well, no. I was still disappointed in the outcome. Sure. But I was glad to see. How, if that score had been 50 to 49... I was like, whoa. Yeah, you missed the game. Right. A hell of a game. Right. Instead, I woke up to the low, lowest scoring Super Bowl in NFL history. Right. And it also happened to be the lowest rated, worst Super Bowl rating that the Super Bowl has ever had in like many, many years. Even more than when the Broncos flubbed it with the Seahawks yeah. that one year. Wow. You know, and what made lowest. What made this one worse mm-hmm. for me personally. Mm-hmm. And I told you, right, because I, I still have some repressed memories about when Tom Brady beat my Rams the first time. Yep, I remember. This time, they wore the same uniforms. The Rams wore the yep. same uniforms yep. they wore the time they yep. got beat by I Tom noticed Brady. that, and I was just like, oh. I thought this they might they do were, that. That, 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 that. When they were the St. Louis Rams. I thought they yeah. might go back to the blue and gold. Yeah. And they it did. Looked, and it looked good. It looked good. It looked good. No, no one's taking anything away from that. But I tell you what, I was triggered. Yeah, I'm sure <laughs> you were. Sure, I think hard. most people were too. Let's be real. Oh. But, um... So with the win, as so other things too, the Super Bowl halftime show was trash. Um, and by trash, I mean it was very meh, in my opinion. Mm. Um, they did have, so the NFL, I don't know how they did this. Oh, wait, wait, Let question. me start from the beginning. The, the, who, who performed at the Super Bowl? So Chloe and Hallie um, performed um, God Bless America. Um, and did a phenomenal job. They're great. the sisters that was signed by Beyonce and her team. Okay, great. Um, they did. It was stupid beautiful. It was beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Gladys Knight did. Oh, um, Gladys. She looks really good. She looks. She like lost some weight. She looks really skinny and All looks right. healthy. She did Shopping. the uh, Star Spangled Banner. Then first half of the game, halftime show happened. Mm-hmm. Halftime show was Maroon 5. Travis Scott came and performed for like two minutes. Hmm. Then Big Boy performed. Big Boy from Outcast. I heard. You know what? Performed for thirty seconds. Can I? Can I tell you something? Yes. One of my students today uh-huh. uh, said, "Who's Big Boy?" No, they said some guy named Big Boy. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! I said some guy no. named Big Boy. I'll have you know <laughs> that Big Boy is a Grammy Award-winning Best Album of the Year. <laughs> When the Rams went to the Super Bowl the first time. Oh my lord! Oh, oh. <laughs> that's what I thought. I thought because they brought on Maroon Five. Well, I was like Big Boy and Maroon Two Point Five. Like they brought on all the people when the Rams and Patriots played the first time. Right. I was like, huh. This is so, that's interesting. So yeah, Travis got Maroon Five, Big Boy. So. Maroon 5 started, uh-huh. um, and Maroon 5 has talked about, like, oh, I don't, you know, like, we know we've, we've had, like, complex feelings about performing at the Super Bowl because of, like, everything with Kaepernick and things like that, too, but they still performed. And, just, uh, and huh. just so everyone knows, anyone who performs at the Super Bowl, mm. they don't get paid. It's yeah. just free advertising. Wait, don't them. they pay the NFL? They pay the NFL, and they also, both Travis Scott and Maroon 5 donated, like, $500,000 to, like, the Make-A-Wish Foundation or something. Like, they, like, donated money. Give a paycheck to Colin Kaepernick if Thank you feel you. that way. Honestly, Give him at the, the end cut. Of the day, what Colin Kaepernick is doing currently is he's probably making more money and he's doing it safer than what he would be doing on the field. But that's neither here nor there. Mm. Um, so anyway, so Maroon Five performed like their their hits that they you know that they perform. Um, 
uh, Travis came with like a SpongeBob intro, which is very him, which is very funny um, and interesting. He performed for 30 seconds. Big Boy performed for 30 seconds. It's a little bit more than 30 seconds, but it was so minuscule that it was like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, Adam Levine performed again. He took his shirt off. So I need to explain to my nieces and nephews what uh, men's nipples are now because well, it was on the screen. And I was thinking, oh my God, his career is going to be damaged just like Janet yeah, Jackson's. Oh, good wait. Good call. Good call. It's not going to. Good call. Because. Justin we t- over-sexualize men's, uh, women's bodies over men's nipples, whatever. Justin Timberlake came on and actually took the shirt off Adam <laughs> Levine. Anyway. This then, is my job. Um, that, was, that was pretty good. <laughs> um, but what was wild about all of this, so then the second half happened and the Pats won, whatever. What was interesting for the coin toss, I know you're just like, whatever. For the coin toss, they had Bernice King, Martin Luther King Jr.'s daughter, do the coin toss in Atlanta for the game. You look perplexed. Yeah. I too was perplexed. I'm like, this racist ass organization I know. asked Bernice King. I'm really upset. Bernice King! A living king! Excuse me, Miss Miss King? What? What yeah. what the fuck were you thinking? Were you <laughs> were you high? Were you... We have so many questions. Will you come save our ass? We, we've we made some questionable racial moves, and our owners are behaving like uh, slave masters. Yeah, because, you know, they're all white. Could we, I don't know, could we just, like, borrow you to use you as a token to just alleviate some of the, yes, uh, you know, to just pander a little bit to the black folk? Mm-hmm. Maybe that would be, isn't that nice? Isn't that what, like, solves racism? To bring a Martin Luther King relative in to do a coin toss? Seriously. See, we're not racist. (laughs) We had Martin Luther King's daughter. We had Martin Luther King's daughter here. Jesus Christ. And I was just like, and I was surprised about Chloe and Halle performing God Bless America in the Super Bowl, being that they're part of the Beyonce J, like, larger conglomerate of artists. Uh, But that makes sense why they did it. And they didn't sing the national anthem. They sang God Bless America instead. Which makes sense, and they did such a beautiful job. But yeah, I just thought it was interesting. But now I wish they sang the Black National Anthem. That would be dope. For those of you who don't know that, Google it. It's really great. And then take a fucking knee. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, that would be dope. Oh. Um, so now that Brady won his now sixth ring as a 41-year-old quarterback, People are now talking that he is the GOAT and comparing him to Michael and his six rings. Mm. And I just want to go on record and say, stop. Is he the GOAT as far as quarterbacks are concerned? Yes, he's mm-hmm. the greatest yeah. of all time as far as quarterbacks are concerned. Yeah, His IQ on the field, his his eye, his arm, his stra- like the strategy that he has. The fact that he was a nothing, Yeah, right? Into what he is right now as a like wanting to play football for at least another four more seasons. Wild. I'll give it to him. I'll give it to I'll him. I'll give it to him. And um, it was Shannon Sharp who mentioned like, if you really think about it, Brady is the goat because he literally has always played a game seven. Like every game yeah. in the playoffs matter, right? It's not. Yeah. Whereas like, Michael's never been to a game seven. He's never had to go to a game seven. All right. Which to me makes me think that he's more of a goat because he didn't have to go to the seven games. So this it comes back to it comes down to this. Mm. Michael is a goat in his own right. 
Yeah. Brady is a goat in his own right. Yeah. We don't need to compare because if, if we're comparing rings, Bill Russell beats everybody. Yeah. And Robert Orr is better than Michael in that regard, too. Yes. Because <laughs> if we're just looking at rings. And and to give some context. Um, hold on, How many Super Bowls did Tom go to? Because he didn't even he win. He went to eight. Eight. Like, you went to eight and you won six of them? Right. Damn. And you're a quarterback in the NFL. You're not even supposed to... Average, like, span of an NFL player is, like, three years. Right. So the fact that he is... He is a he is a goat when the dope. degree of difficulty of him winning the Super Bowls that he has won, right? Absolutely up there. It's wow. It's it's wow. Like this was probably the easiest one he's won because it was such like defensively the Rams were great. Yeah. Offensively they were garbage. Yeah. And the the Pats like they did what they did as they always do, but I also want to say that I think two of your rings don't really matter because you cheated Deflate Gate and the whole like stealing like finding out people's plays and stuff like that. So to give some context, um, Brady has won six rings. He's a four-time Super Bowl MVP. He's a three-time NFL MVP, 14-time Pro Bowl. So he's mm. gone to the Pro, like been selected for the Pro Bowl 14 times. Mm. And he's 30 for 10 in playoff records. Wait, 30 and 10. 30 and 10, sorry. 30 wow. and 10 in playoff records. Whereas, wow. whereas Michael, six rings, six-time NBA Finals MVP, five-time NBA MVP, uh-huh. 14 times All-Star, so that's the same as uh-huh. Brady. Uh, the other stuff he has more of, mm-hmm. both MVP and the league MVP. Mm-hmm. And he's 30-7 and seven in playoff series, whereas Brady is 30-10. and 10. I just come back down to we're comparing apples and oranges. They're still fruit. Mm-hmm. They're still sports. Mm. But I come back to this other piece, athleticism. Oh. Oh. What does Brady do? Oh, my. What does Brady do? He, he, he throws a ball. Drops back and throws a ball, and sometimes he scrambles a little bit. Right. But his O-line is pretty good and tries to protect him. He doesn't get yeah. touched often. Yeah, for sure. That's why he doesn't have potential yeah. CTA problems. Yeah. Man's definitely lost some weight, toned up, all those different things. I know he has like a really intense diet and things like that. But all the man has to do is throw the ball. He does that well. He mm-hmm. has the IQ, he has football IQ up the wazoo to be able to do that well. Yeah. All those different things. Yeah. When I think of like athlete of all time, I think of when I think of goat. Mm-hmm. When we talk about the greatest athlete of all time, goat, I'm not only thinking about your your IQ of the sport, your physicality of the sport like how you're able to physically maneuver and do the things that you do i also think about your social like your social impact as well in that sense because as an athlete you have potential platforms to do those things i think of athleticism i don't even think michael's up there because i think lebron is better and i think like a serena williams is even better in the, in those in those yeah. in that category of athleticism, arguably, yeah. But when you compare, when you're comparing only Michael and Brady because they have the six rings, Michael is a better athlete all around. Yeah, he played baseball. He could probably throw a football. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see Brady's shooting percentage. Yeah, I don't know. Like his sport. Well, Tom played baseball. No, it's not even play. that. But like the physicality of what what Michael had to do in the actual sport is significantly more physically. Well, basketball players always than football. Well, then basketball players For him are as a always more athletic. Even wide receivers, though they're athletic, mm-hmm. only have one function. Yeah, they run and catch the ball. Granted, that's the role of his. Like someone argued to me, like that's the role of his. Like that's all he has to do. Right. Like that's his job. 
I agree, but then don't call him the greatest athlete of all time. He is the greatest quarterback of all time, period. End of story. I will, like, I will never argue that. And I'll never argue that his six rings were difficult to get because they were almost like game sevens every single... His degree of difficulty is there, but that doesn't make him the greatest. Or do you say that his longevity makes him the greatest? I think that's factored in for sure. Right, I think His sure. ability to play the game as long Again, as he has. Again, still makes him one of the greatest football players of all time. I will still give him that. I, I don't know. I, I think he's the... I agree with you. Definitely the greatest quarterback of all time. Greatest football player of all time? Nah. But would you who would you put outside of him? Some people say Joe Montana um, yeah. as a better quarterback, but I would supplant as a better football player maybe than Tom Brady. Um, I still think Peyton Manning is so smart. Um, but he doesn't have the rings. But he doesn't he have has, the rings. He has two rings. That's which fine. he mentioned during some of the Super Bowl commercials. I mean, in terms of like, but best football player is also, I think of like a. Man, there are other guys who were just so good, like but Gary they Payton. didn't have the. Not Gary, um, Walter Payton. Walter Payton, or like a even a Ray Lewis mm-hmm. was like oh, Ray a Lewis. Demon. Yeah, yeah. Um, if I had to build my team, there are some people I might pick over like Tom Brady if I had the pieces. But like, he's amazing. I take nothing away from him. I mean, he's still a man that supports forty-five, so he's going to be garbage to me in my eyes. Yeah, that's where I really. Like the nail in the coffin for me. Yeah. Yeah. That was all I needed. Mm. Deflategate bothered me. I didn't respect him when, even before Deflategate. Mm-hmm. Then the cheating of the plays and mm-hmm. stealing other people's plays. From my understanding, that's common in the NFL. It's just people pick on the Patriots because they're the Warriors of the NFL. But, but either way, Bill Belichick no, is Death Warriors Vader. are still different. Yeah. Warriors aren't, they're not racist. Right, sure, but in terms of there's like a difference. Whereas Bill Belichick, like literally, voted and supports. I just mean that they win all the time. (laughs) Sure. Yeah, they're they're the top of the pile. (laughs) Okay, but um, because I would like because Steve Kerr should never be compared to Bill Belichick. Yeah, no, never. This man does not cheat. (laughs) He's a a stand-up dude. Bill Belichick uh, is doesn't have feelings or like a moral compass. Where in you heard in Tom Brady's post game conference mm-hmm. about the Super Bowl, he you could hear in his voice when it dropped, and when he said, you know, the culture we have at the Patriots is a uh, tough environment, mm. and you just heard all these years of um, wear on him. Mm. They just like sank yeah. in the stone. He said, but it's for moments like this. Where we come away with this thing. Like, yeah, it's all for the greater good that. kind of thing. There's a party line. There's like an or- Orwellian kind of, right. you know, do as you're told kind of thing going on. And that's when people were talking about Tom Brady. You know, is this your last year? Is this your last year? Right. You know, are the and Pats going to get rid of Tom Brady because he's getting old? Put him out to pasture kind of right. thing. He's always, even Bill Belichick probably doesn't really care about Tom Brady as a person. Mm. But he's a useful piece. Yeah, no, totally. He's still not the GOAT. Again, I don't even think Michael is the goat when it comes to athlete. But I'd be shocked if uh, one day Bill, mm-hmm. there's a tell-all with Bill Belichick. Like, what was your relationship with Tom Brady? He's like, well, when I saw that hat in his locker for Trump, that was it for me because I voted for Hillary. I would, <laughs> I would, he would redeem himself hundred percent if he said that. I would be shocked. I would be. I don't think it was going to happen. It'll be a cold yeah. day in hell if that happens. I have a good but. feeling that most of the Patriots locker room is uh, on board with the Trump train. Well, most of Boston Most is. of Boston is what I was going <laughs> like, to say. Yeah. I was like, mm. If you play in Boston, like you got to have some kind of sympathies for yeah. them. 
Absolutely. But, uh, yeah. But, yeah, so that's all I wanted to say. Anything else you wanted to add? No, I'm glad football's over because the day after the Super Bowl is my favorite day of the year. Yeah, uh, so I took a day off. <laughs> we don't have we don't have we don't have uh, baseball yet. Nope. And we get more. And the NBA All Star Game is gonna happen soon. Right. NHL already had its All Star Game. No one heard about it. Huh? And who cares about the NHL anyway? Uh, so hey, sometimes some of us follow. <laughs> Great. Know, I'm happy for playoffs. You. That's it. I'm just talking about TV rating, <laughs> but. It's NBA basketball from here forward for the next like, two wa- months. We're going to watch so much basketball. Can't so, wait to talk about it. Let's let's do that. Hey? Let's go. Let's go. All right, folks. It is time for our second segment of our cast, which is our dribbling section where we talk all things basketball. Um, and we try to do it so that we can make it as simple for those of you who are not into basketball, but also... Uh, interesting and exciting for those of you love who love basketball and know everything about it. So uh, why don't we start? Where are we starting at? Um, do we want to start with the All Star reserves, or do we want to start? Because the All Star, like we can explain what the All Star reserves are and kind of talk and kind of work our way up. Do you have the roster pulled up? I do not. Oh, I thought you. I thought you did. <laughs> no, we are not prepared. I know that was happening. Okay, well, give me a second here. I see. This is a long. Wow, it's a long okay. list. I have. So, I have it in okay. front of me, but it's like the way that they. This is for the win dot com. Mm-hmm. The way that they have this laid out, I think, is very all right. Interesting. I'll do. I'll read so, it. So, for those of you who don't know, the All Star picks came out and we have the starting five for the east and the west right um so those are like the all-star starters and the captain for the east east um coast is giannis on Takumbo, and the west coast is uh, none other than lebron james mm-hmm. and after those 10 players are picked um it goes back to the reserves which are people who are will, will also be considered all-stars but they are um they're like they're, they're bench. They're, they're, they're the bench. They're, they went from being starters on their team to now being the bench for coming the off All-Star the bench, yeah. which is a hit to people's ego. Yeah, but they can get over it. Yeah, I hope so. Let's see. Should we do East Coast or the West Side first? Well, the way this has it laid out, I'm just going to read off. Okay. It looks like they have it West first. Okay, let's do West. So here's what we got. LeBron James is the captain mm-hmm. and Giannis, you mentioned, for the East. So they're going to pick from these eight players mm-hmm. who is going to be on their rep- respective teams. So I'm just going to read off the West Coast people and mm-hmm. then the East Coast people, but just know that any of these people could end up on either LeBron or Giannis' team. Let's do it. Steph Curry. Nice. The backcourt for the West. Steph Curry and James Harden. Got it. The front court, in addition to LeBron, the fans selected Kevin Durant and Paul George. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Notice Anthony Davis is not in that mix. Sure isn't. You have, for the East, in the front court, you have Kawhi Leonard. And back court, you have Kemba Walker and Kyrie Irving. And you also have Joel Embiid in the front. Okay. Now, people bringing up the rear. These are coming off the bench. These are just, these are in no particular order. They just put these all jumbled together. Mm. So here are your people going off the bench. Kyle Lowry from the Raptors. Russell Westbrook. Of course, Brody from the Thunder. Yep, yep, yep. Mr. Thunder himself. Victor Oladipo. Mm. Who will be replaced. With? 
D'Angelo Russell from the Nets. Yes, I was. Very, that was expected. Yeah, it was a good call. D'Angelo's had a great season. He's been a good player for a long time, but hasn't gotten a lot of credit. But Victor was having an amazing season, so I'm sorry his injury happened. I hope he uh, has a speedy recovery. Dame Dollar coming off the bench as deserved. He mm-hmm. is absolutely was he a starter last year. Yeah, mm-hmm. he should absolutely. No, he wasn't. But he should. Because uh, there's no way that he was. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. He, he was, was first just, team All yes, NBA. Yes, he was first team All NBA. Yeah, that's but what he should about. be considered. Uh, I can't believe he got first team All NBA over Steph Curry, and Russell Westbrook thinks it should be him. Obviously, of course. But I have been a Dame Dollar fan for a long time. But the idea, he doesn't get enough credit because the the West is so guard heavy. Right. He's so good though. So he's an All Star again. Fourth fourth time as an All Star. Um, Chris Middleton. Mm. You know what team he plays for? Chris Middleton? Yeah. No. Of course. It's hard. He's, he's a dark horse. Um, the Bucks. Oh, that's right. I really thought he played right. for the Hornets. I don't yeah, know where yeah. I got that from, but he played for the Bucks. This is his first time in the NBA. Rook. Uh, Clay Thompson. Fifth time in the game, in the dance. Bradley Beal. Second time. St. Mm-hmm. Louis' own. Anthony Davis from the Pelicans. Uh, ben Simmons. <laughs> ben Simmons. First time in the All-Star game. I hope he shoots a three. Just tries at least. I would, that would be awesome. That would be He'd be MVP for me if he made a three. <laughs> LaMarcus Aldridge. Seventh appearance. Nice. Blake Griffin. Well-deserved. Sixth appearance. I'm glad to see Blake back in the mix. He's had a great year for Detroit. And Nikola Jokic. Mm. The jokester himself. First time. He is the Nuggets pride and joy. He, he really sh- is. He should be playing. I just love how no one's talking about the Nuggets. No, they, they shouldn't talk about the Nuggets. They like, they are doing so well. Yeah, and like everyone in the news media is like, we're not going to talk about it. No, <laughs> like, <what>? no. <laughs> there's no because there's no one on the team who's interesting. Right, but like, they're still a good team. They're still beaten and doing really well. Yeah. Anyway, uh, continue. Nikola Vucevic. Mm-hmm. You know who he is? Yeah. What team does he play for? The Mavs. No. No, wait. I don't know. I didn't even know this. The Magic. Oh. He, he's. Yeah, oh, wow. An Orlando Magic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm just like, okay. <laughs> the East, Eastern Conference is something. Carl Anthony Town. And he's a good player. Like, Orlando's got a good player in him. But I think of um, Aaron Gordon usually when I think of Orlando. Mm. I, I'm sure Aaron Gordon feels some type of way that his teammate was selected over him. But Orlando has a balanced team. They're just not in the playoff hunt right now. Yeah. Um, Carl Anthony Towns um, coming for the T-Wolves. And special invites to special editions on the East and the West from Commissioner David Stern. Or David Stern. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's an old commissioner. (laughs) Adam Silver made a special selection. And on the West side, he also appointed Dirk Nowitzki. Lovely. To his final All-Star game. And on the East, Dwayne Wade. Do we know if it's Dirk's final? All-Star game? He is not confirmed, but I was gonna say, like, we're all... We're, we're all, all thinking that We're this all is... thinking it, and we're sensing it in the tea leaves. Especially with some of the things that have happened. Well, I was going to say... Let's just go into it. Let's go into it. Well, let me just say this about the All-Star game. Let's just have it happen. That's where I am. What? Let's just have it happen. Let's just have it happen. But I do think the selection of players has been overall good there have been some players who've been miffed by being snubbed Mm -hmm. supposedly um Doncic Mm -hmm. Luca the Luca from the Mavs first time rookie in the Mavs when did you see the footage when they told him that he didn't make it 
No. I thought he handled it pretty well. He was on the bench. He was just like bopping to the song. Uh-huh. Like playing on the jumbo. And then uh-huh. and then a guy next to him on the bench was like, hey. A guy in a suit yeah. was like. And Luca was just kind of shrugged it off like, yeah, whatever. You could tell like as a champion, as a guy who was a Euro League champion, wanted it, would have been nice. But he's not going to sweat it. Yeah. He's like, you know what? I'm a rookie. It's so interesting that, like, he's considered a rookie here mm-hmm. when he's been, like, playing professionally for a minute. Yeah, triple-double with 35 points the other night. Yeah. He's 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 19. He's a baby. He's 19. He's a baby. He's, there's only... I saw this stat. There's only a few players who've scored 1,000 points in there as a teenager. Yep. And it's he's one of those. He's one he's of those. He's in the company of a Kobe, a LeBron, mm-hmm. a KD, mm-hmm. a Carmelo... Jip. This is going to be good for him. Yeah. Ooh. And speaking of his team, his team recently acquired a uh, a couple of people from the New York Knicks. Yeah. Specifically Porzingis, Tim Hardaway Jr., and somebody else. And a first-round pick? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, the Mavs got some stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think of all of that? Well, we should also say the Knicks came away with... Wesley Matthew, mm-hmm. shooting guard. They got the guy they passed up on in the draft, Dennis Smith Jr. Right. For uh, Nilakina, mm-hmm. which eh, is fine, a fine player, but not what Dennis Smith Jr. has been as a point guard for the Mavs. And they got DeAndre Jordan in the middle, center who can still bring you 14 rebounds a game. Yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go on record and say the Knicks got the better end of this deal. So interesting because other people would say otherwise because mm, they are thinking of uh, Luca and Porzingis being the next Dirk and Steve Nash. That's great. And I hope they're right. Yeah, I hope they're right too. Because, I mean, the way that What's-His-Face is the owner, uh, Mark Cuban's been yeah. saying, he's like, I, we want them here for the next 20 years. And like, yeah. rocking it. Because they're both yeah. young. Obviously, Luca is like significantly younger. Sure. We haven't seen Porzingis play in over a year. It's been about a year and three months. Yeah, so... That injury that he has, mm-hmm. that can be pesky. Yeah. He's seven foot three. He a tall one. The history of players who are seven foot three or taller is a short one. Mm-hmm. I think longevity-wise... Yeah. They... The Knicks did the right thing because Porzingis was not going to resign there. Yeah. So he was going to leave there for nothing. Right. And in return for that, they got some players who will play really well for them right now. They recovered Dennis Smith Jr., which was a mistake they had made earlier. Right. And Jordan, was it Jordan and Wesley or just Wesley? Their contracts are up at the end of the season. So that money comes off their books. The Knicks now have money for two Max mm. players. Mm. So you weren't going to keep Porzingis. Yep. Because he was going to leave. Now you got enough cap space to build a two great. so much you, space. You can get KD and Kyrie yep. on the same team. Yep. No, the Knicks made the better. And you don't even know if Porzingis is healthy. Right. It was a gamble. And it was a gamble. Even when Porzingis was healthy, you weren't bringing you no KD Kyrie numbers. Nope. And think of all the play. This I was, was this was a strategic move on the Knicks, which I just want to say, I still think Dolan is a infestation in the Knicks organization. I yeah, think yeah. you need to change your ownership, personally. But outside of that, 
I think a lot of Knicks fans were really, really upset about Porzingis leaving because he was he was supposed to be their savior. He was supposed to he was supposed to come and like help them out, right? And obviously that hasn't happened since his injuries and such. Um, but you know, I'm they've created so much cap space for 2020 that this could be an interesting. It could be interesting could be. for them it could, the, if they play their cards the right. The problem with the Knicks is they don't ever play their cards right. Yeah. So if this is the one time where they actually figure it out and bring in the player they're shooting for. Yeah. Every time they've tried to get a marquee player in the offseason, they end up with the next option. Yeah. Which is never what they want, which is like, you wanted, who wants to be second choice? You wanted LeBron James and you got Amari Stoudemire. Fine player. Right. But you didn't get the king. Yeah. And Amari Stoudemire got injured like very quickly after that. So. Yeah. So you got to hope for a healthy, young-ish, proven star. Yeah. If you can get Kyrie, we'll see. that helps. I won't. E- I love Kyrie. He's my favorite player to watch. I won't even say he's the answer to no, that. And he I needs don't know someone if, else. It, I mean, who knows? He may even go to LA. Who, who knows? That's what people are saying. Do we want to talk about LeBron James coming back for like a hot second? And then... The yeah. Lakers and the and yeah. the mess that is AD sure. and the Lakers and all those things. Sure, sure. So LeBron's back, and he came back against. It wasn't Golden State, the Heat. No. No, no, no. He played the. Uh, I don't remember who he came. He back went to with. overtime with the Clippers. The Clippers, right? Ooh, I didn't realize how tired I was. Um, came overtime with the Clippers, um, and did the thing and won a game. I'll tell you what, that man's groin looked good. He was stretching, he was running, he was like you, scaling the court. Were you looking at his groin a lot? That was the concern of everyone. <laughs> I just I'm sure everybody was looking at this man's groin. Is he doing like if he did the splits at one second, we all would have lost it. Right. He looked like his old self. He did. He had he was one rebound shy of a triple double. Yep. I'm like, you come back. And you get almost a triple double. That's yeah. Oh god. This guy is the answer to everything. Is he going to solve racism? He <laughs> might. Sexism. Building school for kids? Watch out. This dude might solve racism. Jeez. Um, so he came back. He did not play against the Warriors, and they got their butt whooped. Good for him. Take uh, some rest. So that makes sense, yeah. I guess. Um, good, but, good call, Luke Walton. But, so Luke Walton and some of the more veteran players of the Lakers got into a little bit of a, a scuffle recently where, you know, Luke was saying they need to play unselfishly and mm. blah, 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 blah. Why can't you be more like the Warriors? <laughs> this is this is bad parenting, everybody. <laughs> Comparing your children to the children you want. Not great. Anyway, um, and they had a sparring match with, like, a word sparring match, and apparently got, you know you know moved it was like a day or two ago that it happened Mm -hmm. Uh, so the lakers and you know it just seems like the lakers aren't very thrilled with luke walton in general and his coaching ability um i don't know who's to blame for that is that is it a lebron thing is it a a thing that the players are just feeling and we're just hearing about it we're not sure but with all of this kind of happening what we're seeing is that the lakers are doing everything that they can to get AD. Anthony Davis from 
uh, the Pelicans, the New Orleans Pelicans. I was going to say the New Orleans Saints. That's a different team. Mm. Different, Blown different, call. different, different sport. Um, and so with AD, I think that the most recent trade that we've heard from Woj, uh, for the, from the Woj bomb, is that Ingram, Lonzo, What's Kyle his name? Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma, Kuz Rond- Rondo, and somebody else with Lance the couple. Lance Stevenson. Lance Stevenson and a couple of first round picks to get one player. Yep. Is that smart? Yes. Say more. Hmm. Your current roster, mm-hmm. as constructed in mm-hmm. LA, is not going to get the job done. In the time that you have LeBron James in his prime, okay. But you're gonna, you're going to, all of your young talent. Dump it. You dump it to get a player who has numbers that are freakishly Hall of Fame. Right. If you lose all of this talent on your roster, sad to see Kyle Kuzma go. But to get something, you got to give something. Right. You get Anthony Davis and you got LeBron James. The next morning you wake up with just those two and some space you got to fill in. You'll figure it out. But then literally the only two players that you know know of the Lakers Mm -hmm. are LeBron James Mm -hmm. and Anthony Davis. There are three other positions in the damn team. Yeah, sure. But like if you have Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen on your team. Yeah, but fill in the rest of it. <laughs> you know, no, you're you, right. okay, touche, touche. You got Bill Russell and Bob Cousy who fill in the rest of the spots. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. You're right. <laughs> it's whatever. You got you got Kobe and Shaq. Fill everybody whatever. else up. Mark Madsen, sure, you could play. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, if you have the best player in the world who can play all five positions, and he's a point guard too, and you put in Anthony Davis, who's just like. Freakish, but he he has no leadership skills, and he he. So That's not his thing. He doesn't thing. he doesn't want to. He he's a monster, but he doesn't have the the Chicago leadership area. acumen. But you bring in LeBron James with him. That compliment. I don't actually think personally that compliment works. I don't think that. Yeah, is, that's why I, that's why I'm so like perplexed by that. I don't think. He, Anthony Davis is the compliment to LeBron James that he needs. Mm. But I do think that Magic and Rob Palenka think that he is the answer. And that people think the Lakers would be asinine to not take Anthony Davis because Anthony Davis is an instant 28 points and 14 rebounds for you when you need it. So, yeah, bring him in. And if LeBron thinks that's who he wants to play with, then play with him. I don't know if he's going to be the answer, and I don't know if he's going to be healthy. But bring him in. And lose Ingram because if I'm the Pelicans mm. and I have what most people consider the marquee free agent, yep. If not Kevin Durant, then this guy. Then I don't want peanuts back, right? You gotta give me Kuzma. You gotta give me Ingram. I want some picks. I'll even take Lonzo Ball off your hands. And you want to dump some contracts like right. Rondo and Lance Stevenson? If you dump those contracts. And I get these players and these picks, two unprotected first round picks. Then the Lakers now have more cap space that they could also sign someone in the offseason. Right. All of it makes sense. It's just, I feel, I'm like, I get why they're doing what they're doing. And it makes sense to me as far as like 
you need to get what you can in this moment to get LeBron in the playoffs and like doing what he has to do. Uh, where are they in the standings right now, the Lakers? They're ninth. Last time I checked. Okay, so so we'll make the playoffs if they if the playoffs started today. Um, so I, I'm just like I'm still kind of like in a place of, you know, can can this can this work? Yeah, if you have LeBron James figuring it out right now, right now, if LeBron ended up in the eight seed, mm. let's say he just makes it into the playoffs mm. with the team he has now. He makes it to the eight seed. He knows they need him every single minute of right. the game because he missed the last 15 games, and we yeah. saw how they did. Mm-hmm. They dropped from fourth to ninth. Right. So if you come in in the eighth seed, the first team you play is the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Bye-bye. No, that's why I'm, I'm just like, can they beat? Like, could AD and LeBron beat? Well, you know, well if you bring in AD, you know currently without AD, with you the team won't. you have, you will not. Right. So at the eighth seed, you bring in AD, you might at least figure out chemistry enough. This is practice. This is a practice right. year. First year is a practice year. You're trying to beat the Warriors next year. Right. After KD might be off the roster, Draymond might be off the roster. We'll see what Clay does right. in a little bit. Because where it is, Clay Thompson's looking at the Lakers if they get AD. He, he wants max contract with uh-huh. Golden State. If he doesn't get that, he's that going to go where the money is. they got, he will go shoot for them. Or and Kyrie with, is talking without about Without dribbling a yes. single minute. There's so <laughs> many options for the Lakers. If they get AD, forget the players you're losing. You might get Clay Thompson or you might get Kyrie. Mm-hmm. You can use those shooters. So if AD comes on, and just for fun... Hey, LeBron. Hey, AD. We're going to just get you guys to play together a little bit. Right. You're not going to beat the Warriors this year. They got Boogie Cousins and all the Monstars. Shit right. ain't going to fly. Right. But at least play together. Get the fifth seed so you can play a couple other teams in the playoffs. Get your playoff. But Anthony Davis doesn't have a lot of playoff experience. Right. LeBron and him will get that experience together before they face the Warriors and ultimately lose to them. Right. We'll figure out the roster-ish now and in the offseason finalize it. And then next year we'll make a run, and right. the Warriors hopefully won't be as strong. Right. But I I think it, it was I was I was sad to hear that the Lakers made a f- four different offers and to the still Pelicans, and the the Pelicans were like, those aren't good offers. I'm like, Magic Johnson, you sell your firstborn child and everything else you need to do mm. to get this to work because, also, if he didn't make this move politically, it would be a it would be a foreshadowing of Magic's time with the Lakers if he didn't pull this off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was a point where the Pelicans weren't even taking calls from the Lakers. Right. In the you, beginning of all of this. Magic already lost Paul George. Right. Didn't even take a meeting with Paul George. So if you lose AD, mm. people are going to say, why can't Magic get it done? Mm. And not that he's the uh, president of basketball operations. That's Rob Palenka. Yeah. But there's a lot there's a lot there I think behind the scenes there's a lot there of pressure on Magic Johnson so Mm. uh, the Lakers have to seal this deal and what helps them the Pelicans think or what I'm hearing is they thought they could make this hard on AD to Mm. keep him the whole season yeah because they don't think AD stands to be if he stays with them for the next years the number that he would make, Anthony Davis would be the first $300 million contract player. Hmm. $300 million. Six years, $300 million. He'd be the first one in NBA history. 
the Pelicans were betting, you say you want to leave, we don't think he's going to give up this much money. And the, the leverage is, for Anthony Davis, I'm aware that the number is 300 million. Right. I'm aware that I will lose upwards of $100 million that I'll never recover through right. endorsements and other things. You really, He'll be fine. You really think I won't leave your ass? <laughs> he, is, he is outright. I mean, he also got fined by the NBA for colluding because he went public yeah. for, the, which I'm just, and the, such I think, a good move. Which, by the way, I think he got charged $50,000, which is like the equivalent to like nothing. It's a parking ticket. It's it's basically a parking ticket for how much he makes, huh. which is like, okay. I mean, for us mere mortals, I'm like, that's someone's like whole year salary. Right. And, you know, I'm like, okay. So you move from the Pelicans and no playoff team to the Lakers where you're in La La Land and you make the four seat or whatever. Anthony yeah. Davis, congratulations. Here's your first signature shoe contract. Right. Here's your $50,000 a right. week. Yeah. Jeez <laughs> Louise. Jeez, Louise. So yeah, I think uh, good for good for Anthony Davis as a player taking ownership of his destiny. And you and I were watching Kobe and McGrady talk about yeah, this. Yeah, and I think it it makes sense. Like for me, I I think as I've grown in my time of understanding f- basketball and how things work, we need to give players ownership of where they go yeah. or and what they want to do. Mm-hmm. The reality is when you are a young rookie player that isn't. A, a game changer mm-hmm. like a Giannis or like a you know like that isn't like a like a playmaker for your franchise mm-hmm. you are a pawn in the trading scheme right like you may be traded to various places and things of that nature so mm-hmm. that is complicated obviously um but I just think when you are establishing yourself and again I've said this before knowing your worth and demanding your worth be paid is important I think and worth doesn't have to be like being paid doesn't have to just be money, but it like respect, um, clout, all like all of those things too. So for Anthony to be like, I'm not like I've grown here. I was really excited. Yeah, I've grown. I've done great things here. Mm-hmm. It's now time for the next thing. Yeah, because I see myself not growing further. And we won't. I wouldn't say. Well, I would say something if you left our current job position, right? I would mm-hmm. be really like I may feel some kind of way about it because I'm your friend. But I'm just like, no, this is something that's good for Alex. Mm-hmm. I have to support my friend Alex and his next adventure, even if it means he's moving or it's like... Astronaut. Yeah, sure. All right, do it, my man. Um, mm-hmm. So... To the moon. Um, good for him. Yeah. Good for him. And I'll say just on the other side of this tr- potential trade. Yeah, all of this is still... Like, Ru- as we're still talking... Brewing. The rumor is that there's a three-team situation going on between Pelicans, Lakers, and possibly, I'm hearing Phoenix, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, but if young players get dealt, like Ball, Kuzma, Ingram, I got to say, since these trade rumors have been happening for the last seven days, right? these dudes have been balling out. Yeah, increase your trade val- your trade uh, value. Not just that, but I think it speaks to their character, like their integrity. To, to go into work knowing you might up and move your entire life. Right. That takes a lot of mental strength. Yeah, and I think it comes back down to do your work well, mm-hmm. and you know, so that you can live a good. I don't know. I think that that's just like being able to sleep at night. Whoever gets those players and those picks, uh, that's a good team. Like yeah. you get Kuzma, Ingram, or Ball, you got yourself some good pieces to work with. Yeah, and there, and if you're a built, if you are a team that's building, yeah, that's a good team to. That's a good group of guys that you could. Not the best group of guys, but like mm. still, there's potential there. 
yeah. that you could definitely build on. Man. You know, not everyone's going to be a LeBron straight out of high school. Right. Like, that, I, that's just not a reality. With a coach who has some players who want the spotlight have a little more have a little more gumption behind them now that they play with lebron for 50 games mm-hmm. man i'll tell you i'd be excited to coach those guys yeah because they've they've breathed the same air as mm-hmm. as as a lebron what'd yeah. you learn what'd you learn teach exactly. us everything so we'll see what happens with all of this the trades and you know what the what the lakers and the knicks are gonna look like in 2020 with their whole cap space like it's mm. going to be an interesting next couple of weeks because the trade deadline is on the 7th so mm-hmm. that is only Clock three ticking. days away. So we'll potentially have some news to share with you all on our Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and such. So you ready to move on to our next uh, next part of the cast? Yeah. All right. Let's talk about some dope people. Do it. All right, folks. It is time for our third and final segment of Dabbling and Dribbling, which is our Dope Person of the Week, where we pick a dope person who has done something amazing or is doing something uh, great for society and the world and um, or just generally being dope. And I believe, is it my turn first? We always switch it off. I yeah, believe. it's your turn. Okay, awesome. So this week... Uh, my dope person of the week is Jesse Smollett. Um, for those of you who don't know who Jesse is, Jesse is an actor, a singer. I'm sure he produces um, and does other things as well. He's just an artist overall. Um, and he's been in the news lately uh, because he uh, was attacked when he was in Chicago. He went to, so he was in New York. Um, and then went on a plane and flew to Chicago because for those of you who don't know, Empire is filmed in Chicago. Empire, the show that's on Fox, um, and he's in that show as an openly gay artist, as well as he himself is an openly gay artist and black man as well. Um, and while he was there, he landed pretty late. Um, I remember seeing his Insta stories and I was like, oh, he's going to Chicago pretty late. He, uh, goes to like a local like subway store or something to get food and walks back to his like home slash hotel where he was staying and he gets jumped by two people and uh, seemingly two people that potentially could be white uh, because they did yell MAGA country. They called him, aren't you the F word in that show, which mm. is which is what he he also plays a, mm-hmm. a gay character in in Fox's Empire. Um, they beat the crap out of him. These guys had ski masks on so he couldn't see what they look like. So they they seemingly are white because of what they did. Um, They put a rope around his neck, like a noose around his neck, and threw bleach on his face um, and yelled MAGA country. Beat the shit out of him. He, like, somehow... He fought back and uh, got home and then eventually eventually went to the cops and things of that nature. And, of course, CPD was kind of apprehensive about investigating this because there wasn't a lot of cameras and things of that nature in the area at 3 a.m. where he was at, but they did find some camera footage of two men walking with um, seemingly ski masks on. Um, Why I'm picking Jesse is because, you know, he went to the hospital, he was checked out, all those different things, and emotionally such a traumatizing thing to have gone through. Um, But in spite of going through that, yeah that's the word in spite of going through that he still like the next couple of days later i think a couple of days ago he went to west hollywood he performed he talked about how it's important to fight um for what's right and to fight for you know your 
your right to live right at the end of the day um and continues to work on behalf of all the things such as black lives matter lgbtq rights um and beyond right and just human rights in general um and so jesse has continued and like the outpouring of love from celebrity from society from people in general i've never seen so many people just so distraught this happening to such a nice person like he's from a showbiz family like the Smollett's are his siblings all are some some form of actor singer writer in the Hollywood world so he's really beloved and well known in the community and just so sad that he has gone through that but I think it's so dope that he has in spite of everything that happened to him instead of hiding and being scared he comes out he and he said that he was scared to talk to the cops about it Mm -hmm. he was apprehensive but he still did the right thing. He still will not let some bigotry and ignorance bring him down. And for that, I salute you. Um, I the I hope Chicago cops that are working on your case aren't racist mofos or homophobes. That's what I'm praying for. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a tendency to be. I, I know they're really great cops, Chicago cops out there. Many of them are family members of mine and great people. But... Um, I'm just wishing the best for him. But he's my dope person, Jesse Smollett. That's dope. Yeah. Wow. Just, uh, and th- there's some pictures of his, like him being beat up and stuff. And it's bad. Poor well, thing. I mean, to me, that's, people hear that story. And if they're not clued into the history of black men in America, mm. they won't see the words that I see in that. And yeah. I see the words lynching. Mm-hmm. That's what I saw. And I see the words terrorism. Mm-hmm. And people... Were you throwing bleach on a... Mm-hmm. Like, that's like waterboarding somebody almost. It's torture, yeah. It's torture. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... Yeah. We, we, that's not to be taken lightly. That's a story about lynching terrorism and torture. Yeah. And it just happened on the streets of Chicago. Yep. So, like... Like, like not the south side of Chicago. And not the... And, not, and it's like downtown, like... Yeah. This is... Downtown Chicago. Mm-hmm. And we're not talking about, like, the Middle East, where we no. say, like, oh, they're, you know, these terrorists, they're so backwards and blah, blah, blah. Well, these people want to make America great again, and this mm. is how they think they're doing it. Yeah. So, when we talk about extremism... Yep. Think think domestic for a second. Yeah. And, like, where he was is was not very far from where I used to hang out, like, as a kid growing up in Chicago. It's just, like, it just hit so close to home for me. And to think that that could happen to a person any person regardless of who you are is just not okay i mean yeah i mean i don't want to go too far on my soapbox here but i'll stand on it just a little bit longer i just think it's so ironic in a horrible sense Mm. that the people i'm going to do a correlation here and this is a hypothesis i have that when you preach make america great again and you feel so strongly about that that you would go to the lengths that these men just did Mm. My feeling is that you're probably very pro-military and very anti-Middle East, very anti-Muslim mm. and sounds like anti-black and anti-gay. Mm. And being that much anti so that you can be so pro-America, America, um, if you don't watch out, boys, tends to lead you into becoming what you hate the most. Mm. And that is a, a bunch of bigotry chauvinistic hyper-masculine assholes yeah thousand percent and you're what's making america the worst it can be yeah 
And the thing is, like, his his accounts uh, are corroborated with his manager because he was on the phone with his manager. Mm-hmm. And so the manager heard the MAGA country thing and all the things that were happening. And it was the manager who was on the phone was like, my friend's getting beat up. You know, like, this is, it's just horrible. Mm. But you know what? I'm glad he's okay. And I'm glad he's using, you know, instead of being down, which I'm sure he was. I'm glad he's, like, yeah, to be alive. Like, ugh. I'm glad he's good, as good as you can be after going through something that traumatic. Jesus. So, yeah. That's my dope person. Thank you for sharing. All right, I'm trying to keep it light. <laughs> Sorry, that was this that was really heavy. This, that's no, I mean that, that is but necessary. Worth, that is worth dopeness for sure. Yeah, I have someone who's also taking a stand for something in reaction to uh, diversity and social justice. Okay. So I am choosing a street artist, uh, Fabian, occasional superstar Williams. Okay. That's his, that's his nickname. Okay. Occasional superstar? So he dabbles. Oh, he dabbles. In okay. superstardom. Fabian Williams is a graffiti artist. Oh, cool. Based in Atlanta. And he did a mural recently, last week, of Colin Kaepernick. <gasps> that's amazing because Atlanta it. is where the Super Bowl was being played in the Mercedes Benz uh, Stadium. Timeliness. Dome. My man it? understands marketing and timeliness. Nice. I love so it. He so he did this Colin Kaepernick. Uh, mural and I saw pictures of it on Instagram. I was like, "Oh, that's pretty dope!" Like, mm-hmm. he, I, I'm I'm a stickler, nitpicker. Sure, I'm a little critical. Yeah, of course, of people who do portrait work for murals, mm-hmm. you can do them really well, mm-hmm. or you can fudge it, and that face is up there indefinitely. Right. Like, okay, I gotta look at the Picasso Kaepernick. Or no, <laughs> yeah. this Fabian did a good job. His awesome. his his, his, his uh, proportions and everything seemed really keen, but unfortunately. Probably some MAGA assholes oh, defaced it. Of course they did. Yeah, of course they did. So his reaction to that was obviously sad. Now what? So he com- he uh, enlisted a group of his other street artist friends to say, all right, Colin Kaepernick wore number seven. So I'm going to do this mural again and six others around the city. And wow. so he went around with his artist friends to find uh, seven seven businesses mm-hmm. that would allow him to do that. And they were like, yeah. So they finished some of them and they're in the process of doing the rest of them. So there will be seven Colin Kaepernick murals around the city. That's amazing. When they go low, we go high. Yeah. And we just keep making art. I'm glad this bothers you. I do I, a picture of honestly, a, yes. I got a picture of a black a man picture, with an afro. A picture bothers you of a really of a strong you. black man. Mm-hmm. That's mm. yeah. Like no, an even, unemployed black man. Yeah, bothers you. Bothers you. I wish you were this concerned about other unemployed black men. Yeah, <laughs> jeez. I, I, I have so many. Cared. I have so many thoughts. Like there, like there's an much. you know, and I don't want to like give light to. I'm sure things could trigger people. Right, because I know a lot of people when they see someone taking the knee during the national anthem, they immediately think military and him disrespecting the military. So I understand the triggering. I can try to understand why some people may be triggered by seeing a Colin Kaepernick image, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah. But I, I refute that with that is not why he was kneeling. Right. I refute that with facts, <laughs> not just with feeling. Yeah. Um. So that is super cool. I want to see this mural that he did. Uh, what's his name again? Fabian. Fabian Williams. Fabian Williams. Occasional superstar. Occasional superstar. I'm today. I, you are a superstar, Sarah. You are my dope person. Yeah, and I will say, um, I've been really, I've been really loving street art more and more since I've obviously moved to New York, mm-hmm. um, and 
I anytime I see any street art, I try to find the tag somewhere so I can see who the artist is. And um, I, I'm really glad that you brought us a new person to follow, which would be cool. Super cool. Awesome. So this is the end of our cast. What a fun, what a fun one. Um, as always, make sure you're following us on social media and wherever you listen to your podcast at Dabble and Dribblin. Um, we are excited that we've done this 70 times pretty pretty great oh yeah um do you have any parting words before we end it off um fare thee well football <laughs> fare thee well until thee well. until next fall yes until next fall um we say be dope and we'll catch you later see ya